0: Hello and welcome to the 47th episode of Egg Timer Philosophy, a podcast where philosophical ideas are scrambled up in about five minutes. Today's topic is one of the oldest and most important within the philosophy of religion, the Youth of Euthyphro Dilemma. But before jumping into today's topic, I want to take this chance on the one year anniversary of the podcast to thank the many listeners from over 50 countries who have turned, tuned into the Egg Timer and decided to give these short philosophical one takes a chance. Thank you. And now on with the show. The Euthyphro Dilemma is found in its namesake platonic dialogue, Euthyphro. You can find the text of Plato's Euthyphro with a quick Google search, and it should probably take most listeners around half an hour to read. The dialogue involves only two people, Socrates and Euthyphro. The setting of the dialogue takes place outside the court of Athens. Socrates is about to go to court because he has been accused of impiety, and Euthyphro is at court to prosecute its own father for a murder under somewhat unclear circumstances. Socrates engages in some flattery of Euthyphro, and then, especially given that he is going to have to defend himself against a charge of impiety, he tries to learn about piety and worshiping the gods from Euthyphro. In their discussion of the gods, Socrates brings out an interesting dilemma. He puts it like this, and this is directly from Benjamin Jowett's translation, which is the one you're most likely to find with an internet search. The point which I should first wish to understand is whether the pious or holy is beloved by the gods because it is holy or holy because it is beloved of the gods. Before looking at each horn of the dilemma, it's worth pointing out the primary target of the dilemma. The primary target of the dilemma is a view within the philosophy of religion called divine command theory. The basic idea behind divine command theory is that an action is good if God says or commands that it's good, and bad if God commands that it's bad. The theory is fairly straightforward, and many people from various religious traditions endorse some version of divine command theory. Now we can see how divine command theory stands up in the face of the Euthyphro Dilemma. Let's start with the first horn of the dilemma. This again is, the pious or holy is beloved by the gods because it is holy. That seems reasonable enough. God likes holy things because they are holy things. Seems fair. But the difficulty here is that in this case, the thing itself is holy and God simply loves it for this reason. The goodness of a thing in this case wouldn't be determined by God's commands and as such would challenge divine command theory. The thing God loves as holy is already holy regardless of God's command. To that effect. So say for the sake of argument that the utilitarians have it right, and what makes an action good is that the act maximizes utility in the world. Presumably God would know such a thing and command people to act in the utilitarian way, perhaps with a set of very utilitarian sounding commandments. But those commandments wouldn't be holy because God commanded them. Instead, they're holy because of what they are. And if that is the case, then so long as I understand utilitarianism, I can understand the good with or without the command of God. No supporter of divine command theory can accept this first horn of the dilemma because it makes morality something independent from God's commands. Now let's take a look at the second horn of the dilemma, which suggests that the good or holy is good because it is beloved by the gods. In this option, the good is only good strictly because it is beloved by the gods and no other reason. If the gods or god love something, then this is what makes the thing good. Full stop. There is no other moral standard in this Horn of the Dilemma other than God's approval and subsequent command. If God commands a being kind to everyone, friend or enemy, is good, then it is good because God commands it. If God says that spiting your enemies is good, then likewise this is good because God commands it. Here, there is no moral standard apart from the commands of God. This Horn of the Dilemma endorses the idea that whatever God commands as good is good in virtue of God commanding it. Now, one difficulty here is to consider a case where God might command something that a person or most people see as morally horrible. Say God commands that anyone who has naturally blue eyes is subject to horrible treatment. Then treating those with blue eyes horribly would be moral to, and in virtue of, this command. Now, I know what some listeners will be thinking here. God wouldn't do that. God would never command to treat those with naturally blue eyes in an awful way just because they have blue eyes that would be a ridiculous thing. Right, fair enough. But that won't get you out of the dilemma. Instead, it will just throw you back into the grips of the first horn of the dilemma. This is because when you explain why God would never command such a ridiculous thing, you will have to offer a moral standard separate from the command of God. Perhaps you'll appear to fairness or basic decency, or just as to why God, as reasons, excuse me, for God, for why God won't command the horrible treatment of those with blue eyes. But the moment you do that, you're back to the first horn of the dilemma by noting a separate standard from the commands of God. To consistently endorse divine command theory at this point, the best best option probably is likely just to hold on to that second horn of the dilemma and accept, for better or worse, that whatever God commands to be good is good because God commanded it, even if it might seem really bad or even horrible. That is an option to take, but it's an option that most people Even many religiously-minded people reject. So where does the Euthyphro Dilemma leave us? First, it leaves the person who endorses Divine Command Theory in a very tight spot and pushes them to endorse a view that many just can't see as plausible. But the Euthyphro Dilemma does not itself, and this is important to note, serve as a strong catalyst of atheism, because a person could believe that God exists and at the same time reject divine command theory. Under such a view, God could simply know what is true about morality and pass this knowledge along to people. That position alone could offer good reason to pay attention to the commands of God, not because the commands themselves determine the good, but because they might offer a way to help better know the good. Until next time on Egg Timer Philosophy, wishing you good philosophical vibes.